Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Ashlyn Podcast. This is Andre Listen Ian. How are we, guys? I'm still dancing in my pants. I'm still <laughs> dancing in the streets. <laughs> Just sort of jiggling around the house, dancing through all of my activities. What's up with you guys? Dancing in the street, naked as well. Um, no, it's been it's been a very interesting weekend. Um, literally recorded uh, the podcast that we just released on Friday, and then little did we know the results would actually be announced just hours after. Well, Ian even called it Saturday morning. Ian called it. He said we would know tomorrow. He said that on Friday. He I didn't think it was oh. going to be as as early as it was, but I had a sus- a suspicion because. They said in Pennsylvania they were just going to count through the night. Right. You know, they weren't going to do what Nevada was doing and, and, and go home and rest up for <laughs> yeah. the Different next styles day. there, right? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to stay here all night drunk. And Nevada's like, oh, amateurs. You know, we drink during the day and we go to sleep at night. So we're going go to we're gonna go to bed. Um, as it stands now on November 9th, you guys want to know the numbers? Yeah, of course. Just according to CNN. Um, I'm going to trust them with their number election counting. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, it's trumped up. It's fraud. Uh, this is not the podcast for you. You've wandered into the wrong podcast. Please see your <laughs> way out. Um, it's not. You should go now. You should go now. You get your, for all you people who talk about fuck my feelings, your feelings are going to get hurt. So it should. There's the exit. So Biden is so far uh, as of today, as of 523 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Monday, November 9th, 2020 has 279 electoral college votes, uh, 75,802,369 votes counted for Biden at this moment. Also at this moment, Trump has 214 electoral college votes, which translates to 71,399,434 uh, votes. That is a difference of 4,402,935 votes. Um, they're getting their lawyers and they're going to Kurt and all this kind of shit that they're saying. I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this off. That feels like a pretty wide margin. That is, if you'll yeah. remember, that's a wider margin than when uh, Hillary lost to, to Donnie last time. Um, she lost the Electoral College, and um, but she won the popular vote by three million. In this case, we have a president who has, president-elect, who has, he's holding down the Electoral College and, and the popular vote. Yeah. So, yeah. We knew Don Don was going to try to stay in because he doesn't want to go to jail. He doesn't have anything better to do. All the prostitutes know he's not going to pay him. He's not going to pay up. Melania has already opened her man's house. She's you know, already got the pen, the Penske moving truck. She's already got that shit out there. All the TikTok memes were there. No one let us down. It was so amazing. If you've been in TikTok, the last uh, 48, 72 hours. It's been a thing of it's glory. It's like nonstop. You've been, you've been watching it nonstop. I think the thing that we're all struck by is that the fact that someone inside the Trump campaign is punking the fuck out of its own campaign yeah. by booking the Four Seasons landscaping <laughs> in New Jersey. I could not. <laughs> I, I could not believe that. You know, I can. I totally can. Whether it is just pure incompetence or an inside job, the call is coming from inside the house. It's and I inside the house. Because I, I 
Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Andre. Mm. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that the 2020 writers are at it again. Yeah. There is no. <laughs> there's they nothing were, better. We thought they were tired. We thought they were exhausted, and they were like, "No, we just took a little nap during the yeah. counting." And then, but we're back. But we're back. See, yeah, they got a new showrunner. Uh, yeah. New producer. Yeah. Fresh horses. Yeah. It's really funny because it's like it's like um like a lifetime movie where it ends and then it tells you what happens to the person after like the character that was based on a real life person. Right. Like after he after he lost the election, they accidentally booked the four seasons small landscaping instead of the hotel. Yeah. And he was taken away from the White House in chains. <laughs> That's I just, what I'm waiting I for. I just wanted Myra Rose Moira Rose to roll up and go, now actually I just wanted something <laughs> Something there. But what real life gave us is that one of the guys uh, standing up there in front of the Four Seasons uh, landscaping, between the sex shop and the crematorium, I might add, um, someone standing up there on the dais in that group of people was also a uh, <laughs> sex offender, a registered <laughs> sex offender. So that's that's awesome. Uh, the battleground states. We're looking at Arizona. Currently, Biden has uh, 49.4 percent of the vote with one million six hundred forty five thousand five hundred eighty six votes. Trump has forty nine percent of the vote at one million six hundred thirty seven hundred thousand. So that's pretty close. It's close ish. You know, Colorado, um, it looks like it's a battleground state. Uh, It looks like Biden is projected to win. He's got fifty five point three percent. Trump has forty two point one percent. So. Seems like he's going to clinch that, right? I think they've already called it, maybe. I think so. Um, Florida, Trump is the winner. Georgia, are we waiting and seeing? I don't know. They have to do the recount, Georgia. They're doing the is recount. Bi- yeah, is Biden yeah. still leading in Georgia? He is. He's got 49.5% of the vote at 2,468 votes and two. And Trump has 49.3% of the vote. Two million four hundred and fifty six thousand five hundred and eighty eight. It's close. Well, what is it? A one percent? It has to be within a one percent margin. Yeah, at this point. To automatically. Yeah, I think it's if I think if it's a point two five percent, then the state automatically does it. If it's a one percent difference, then the candidate can ask for a recount. Oh, they don't okay. have to, but obviously we're going to get a recount and also a runoff election for the the Senate to finally decide. What that is going to look like in January. That's going to be, be really fun. Um, yeah. Rooting for those senators. It looks like Iowa's going to go for Trump, and now he he trounced Biden there, fifty three percent to forty four percent. And then in Michigan, it looks like Biden's going to be the projected winner. Fifty uh, percent of the fifty point five percent of the vote. Trump has forty seven point nine. So Biden's two million seven hundred ninety five thousand six hundred twenty three. In Michigan, and Trump is 2,646,988. We're speaking over to Minnesota. Biden's probably going to take that. That's 52.5 for Biden, 45.4 for Trump. And in Nevada, you've got Biden with 50.2% and Trump with 47.5. Um, yeah. I mean, they can challenge these. They can, they can, I think, within the limits of the law, if you get within that 1%. Um, percentile you can challenge well, it. Well, it depends on what's you know the it state. It depends on rule. the state and all the kind of so. stuff. But you know, I feel like this is not. I mean, and people are really hanging on because these are Trump people. They think they're going to pull it out. <laughs> they don't believe the virus is real. It, yeah. They believe that Trump's going to Trump's going to pull it out, and it's going to be. And here's the thing: we know that Trump never pulls out. <laughs> 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 
we knew this and we know that he's going to dramatically um like throw a little fight for 72 days he's probably going to do some pretty horrible crazy authoritarian shit because he doesn't want to go to jail and he has nowhere else to go and and then he's also roaming about he's going to come back in 2024 which is why we should celebrate this win we should celebrate all of these tent poles a president-elect who speaks in complete sentences, who has compassion, who really does give a fuck about the 71 million people who didn't vote for him, regardless of how they feel about that. Um, it's really refreshing to have all these things. But I think we're all kind of thinking the same thing, is that our fight's not over, it's long not over, and what are they going to trot out in 2024? Let's just say Trump goes to prison. Is Donnie, you know, doing rails off a of hooker's ass junior going to run? Um, are we going to get Tucker Carlson? Are we going to get um, what Robert De Niro said on uh, MSNBC today, a guy who's smoother and that is it's going to be look like the real deal and then he's going to be an authoritarian in a better skin. Yeah. Because they tried well, it and people were like pretty cool with it. You know, this little test kitchen was like, yeah, we're good with authoritarianism and racism and yeah. fuck your feelings and kids in cages. By the way, that number's up to 666 children who ha cannot be or have not been reunited with their parents as of today. Thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, obvi obviously, just by the math, we're going to have a Republican president in the future again. But I think these past four years were incredibly important because it really shocked people into actually taking a part in voting in their country and not just for president, but like we saw in 28 for the Senate in the house and at the local level as well. Right. And at the state level too. And so I think that there have been so many people that ha have kind of been vigorously, vigorously waken up by these last four years. And that's why we, we saw such record turnout I think it's going to be a long time before we ever get to that same level of apathy in terms of voter turnout in 2016. Um, I think, especially with the pandemic involved in everything, I think these next four years are going to be crucial in determining where we go as a country from here. Um, but one thing that, that I've been dealing with as, as this, as Biden's victory, but, uh, has you know sort of sunken in a little more is that I'm really tired honestly of like seeing um, mostly leftists that reject literally anything that isn't radical change yeah as as uh, progress for our country because like I said in our last episode I know Biden wasn't many people's guy but this is again a step in the right direction and we are allowed to celebrate it whether whether we people think this isn't anything big it is it is the fact that the american people turned out and repudiated and rejected a fascist like complete asshole and got him and fired him out of our house the people's house is a big deal and i think people should start treating it that way absolutely and i i totally understand what a lot of the progressives want and a lot of people who like, I understand what you want, and I want that same laundry list too, but I also need people to be realistic about those demands. And yes, there's old guard deeply embedded in the Democratic Party, and they need their asses kicked. I wasn't a huge fan of Nancy Pelosi, and I haven't been. I mean, her and Schumer, 
I mean, I don't know what y'all did. Uh, you didn't stop him. Didn't seem to slow him the fuck down. So I have a lot of frustrations, too, about what happened. Clapping sideways at somebody in a white suit is not doing anything. It's like railing at people on Twitter. Only the people on Twitter, they post up and get weapons and go and murder people. So, yeah, I guess he is 10 million times worse. But I'm just saying there's a lot of these old embedded motherfuckers up in the White House that I'm just like, I'm not feeling you, and I haven't been feeling you for a long time. Draping yourself in a kinta cloth doesn't make you down with the people. Like, I'm with AOC in that I'm frustrated as well, but I'm also somewhere in the middle of that change going, we got to make some baby steps or we got to make some careful steps because you can't go buck wild because that 71 million is going to grow to 100 million, 150 million, you know? There's got to be something for everyone in this. So I feel like it was just a crazy time to be going, this president is winning by 5 million votes. Sure, that's because people were freaked out, but it's still pretty fucking close, okay? It's too close for comfort, sure. Yeah. So I don't but understand I like these- railing about it and being like, you know, I've seen the people on the left just pissing on this whole thing and being like, well, now, you know, we need this and that and the other. And I'm like, Y'all need to give me a fucking minute. Yeah. It was just literally even like hours after it was called, I just, just my timeline was filled with people swallowing the black pill and talking about how this win isn't really anything in terms of realistic change. I'm just like, it fucking is. Yes, it fucking is. Even if, even if Biden's policies don't include some of these more, I'm not going to say radical because to some people, radical is just literally like, free and affordable health care, exactly. free tuition to colleges, stuff like that. I don't think that's radical at all, but it, is, it sets the stage for something either th- very similar or close to something like that. It sets the stage for us to be actually make a lot of those changes happen. And I don't think it's going to happen in our last lifetime. Like realistically, it's very unlikely that the revolution people are waiting for probably will not, ha- will not happen in our lifetime. And to act like, the revolution can only happen in a short amount of time is also not, again, uh, realistically how our country works. Like That's, we you take just nailed it. baby steps at a time. Yeah, you just nailed it for me. People don't realistically there is, understand. There is no fast radical change in this country. That's right. You're not we watching a movie. We have too much of an opposition and a yeah. divide and our government just works slow as fuck. Yeah. And there's just so, and this country is also pretty fucking huge. And we have all these checks and balances and everything. It do- it just doesn't happen overnight. It just it doesn't. doesn't. And it's unrealistic to think and so. And I don't think we- anybody's being apathetic. I mean, I hear you. And I, I think we should. I'm looking forward to getting into back to some good old-fashioned healthy screaming and yelling debates about what should be done. Because I prefer those over, you know, a bloody battle in the streets. And again, for all of you assholes who are saying, you know, look at us not out here like rioting. Oh, I'm waiting for the moment when... Your uh, edgelord finally calls it quits. I do see you guys being out in the streets. But you know we were protesting in the streets during the pandemic because they lynched a man in front of us. Yeah. And we knew millions of blacks and brown people had been murdered like this before. We just got to see it right in front of our very eyes. That's what we were in the streets going fucking crazy for. And we did march in the streets on the 21st of January in 2017. And we had peaceful protests all over the world. Millions of people in the streets. 
So that's what time it is as well. It's your time and it's also our time. So I guess where I'm headed with this whole point is, yes, we get a chance to celebrate, but I'm also, I don't know. I, I just feel like we can't just, this is not a movie you're watching. No. Right. You know, you're not watching a fucking movie. And if you really are that deeply concerned, do you understand how easy it is to go out and just put your name in the hat in your local government and run for office or get on city council? Even if you mm -hmm. get rejected, you can get out there in the street and, like, do it. But sitting around, like, with your arms folded and going harumph, I mean, y'all can fuck off, too. Seriously. And also, this, this we have gone through so much in, in this country just in the six months in the past six months alone, like, let us celebrate years. this moment. Seriously. Damn. I mean, we've been locked up in the house and y'all are like, wah, wah. and I'm just, I got, uh, I had a few drinks on uh, Saturday night. I know there's a shocker. Nobody else was drinking on Saturday night. It was just me. Uh, but then I got on Facebook and I just saw a bunch of people just like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm so many, I go back and forth on like whether I want to ditch Facebook, keep Facebook. I don't know. Like I hate it. But then there's people I've known for a long time on there. But I just sat there and I just douched about 18 people who are on the left. Who were doing this, have been doing this this entire time. They don't ever see, they don't ever offer anything constructive to help us in the fight. Right. And then they want to sit here and shit on those of us who've been cracking our necks trying to get get any kind of change happening. I'm like, oh, I'm But also it's... It's a it's a telltale sign of the, those people's privilege as well, because right. they didn't go through these past four years with their with the threat of their rights being taken away at any moment. They just had yeah. a sitting president that they didn't like. Right. They didn't have not, their family torn not, apart. I mean, this pandemic yeah. has affected all of us. That's true. And Trump is very culpable for how long this has gone out and the, the casualties and all of that. But I mean, the people that are like, this is not a real win at all have been have been sitting these past four years. In watching in horror, sure. Actually uprooted and affected, probably not. And this is why the people who actually won this election, by the way, which is the, the BIPOC people, the native people who turned out in the middle of a pandemic to get this president out of here, while 55% of white white women still voted for Trump, which is more than 2016, we have they have no fucking right to talk about shit like that. Yeah. Let That's, us fucking celebrate. The people I have the, the most problem also, with. Yeah, go ahead. Here's not to rant or anything, we but are. I'm also tired of of Republicans who did vote for Trump. And I, I'm not even talking about like hardcore Trump supporters, just people who voted Republican because they like the tax plan or whatnot. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, well, now is the time to like, you know, reach out and, and start to bridge yeah. the divide. I'm like, I'm fucking sorry. We have been trying to bridge the divide for far too long. You guys need to come across the aisle, figure out that you're living in the year 2020 and actually put your ear to the ground and see what's happening in our world. Because I am not expending any fucking emotional or mental energy to reach across the aisle to people who voted to try to take my rights away. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fucking do it. Mm -mm. And neither should anybody else. Black people and brown people should not have to reach across the aisle to people who denied them their humanity mm. and upheld a president who thought they were second class citizens. Mm -hmm. You guys need to come over here. We've done the work and mm -hmm. we're going to continue doing the work with or without you. I would snap my fingers, but I can't snap my fingers anymore after my finger surgery years ago. Uh, if I had a fan, I need to drink some water. Pop it. <laughs> 
No, you're absolutely damn right. I don't have to sit here and make you feel good about And again, racism isn't an opinion. Being phobic isn't an opinion. It just means you're a piece of shit and you need to recognize. Y'all up here all about your God and hugging on your God and then getting in my face and saying the most racist, hateful shit ever. You know why the numbers are falling off the church rolls. You know why our current pope has had to reach across to atheists and say, God loves you. Because the church everywhere is leaking numbers because of the hypocrisy and the bullshit. And y'all just keep tripling down on this shit. Jesus ain't going to save you. First of all, Jesus isn't real. But if there was a Jesus, he'd come down here and he'd slap the fucking shit out of all y'all. Because this ain't the way you ask at Christian. As a former Christian, this ain't the way you act. And you're sitting up here and like... Any real Christian knows that Jesus mm-hmm. hated the rich and he hated the powerful. Fuck yes, he did. And he hated the government. And he tried... It was He was a radical. And he's probably bi. Anyway, so... Yeah. And he had sex. He had sex, guys. He had he sex and he's probably... all He run around those 12 people. Some of them girls, some of them boys. Everybody's wearing a skirt. Nobody really could tell. They're all like non-binary. Anyway, so... <laughs> I just my biggest problem I've had though, because I don't really know any Trumpers anymore. Like I don't, I never got to know those people because I cast a bunch of those uh, people out when I was young, and then when I got on Facebook, I threw all those people out like the first month of the Obama administration. So I don't have a whole lot of. We have people who were forced upon us in your family. They trickle in, in and out, yeah. That sit here and just say with a straight face they voted for Trump and that the virus isn't real, and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm never coming to your motherfucking yeah. house again. Uh, I mean, like I didn't tell them that, but when they when I like, but the twentieth invitation where i'm like no i'm gonna be washing my uh rocks today but i've had the biggest problem with the left wing in my life because people just been so obnoxious and so like pretentious acting like children i'm like okay are you marching are you organizing are you working on phone banks in swinging states are you being active in a positive way on twitter to try to connect with people to help them change their minds? Are you offering up services for free or for pay or whatever to change messaging? Are you sitting here going, are you going to your city council meetings? Are you participating in any kind of government where you can make any kind of incremental change? And most of the time I get no, no, no to all of that. And I'm like, then fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Because you're just just wasting my time. You're sitting here like you knitted a pink pussy hat. Congratulations. You walked in the middle of the street five or six times. But what did you do? And again, it's all an intention. Intention is huge. We know this from witchcraft that intention is a huge part of it, right? We know that in elections it's about intentions. We know getting a job, getting married, landing a friendship with someone is about intention. If you see from someone that their intention is good and to do goodwill, you can influence people. Regular ass people can influence other people with intention. But if your intention is to sit here with a stick up your ass and complain about the things that are not happening when you have done nothing, fuck off. Yeah. We're tired. We're, we're done with complaining. Now it's time to actually get some real Let's work do done. it. Yes, we know he's going to do crazy shit. Nobody's surprised about this. And here's the thing. You can only do this one fucking trick once. So snowflake and cuckold and blah, 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 and like mottled skin alcoholics that can't be screenwriters and you drag them into your cabinet. We've seen it. We've seen you grab pussies and talk about it and brag about it. You've been accused of rape by 27 people. 
Seen it. You've gotten in bed with Pooty. Seen it. Done it. Oligarchs. Cypress Bank. You know, uh, kids in cages. You hired the most self-hating Jewish man on the planet to run your immigration party. Seen it. Sycophants and crazy people and half-dead white men. Seen it. Done it. Seen it. Done it. So if you're going to be Voldemort in 2024, better come correct because we've seen all of it. Now, we've all got to get together with our intent and see how we're going to fight this in 2024. And I'm, there's always yeah. room for you to turn around and, like, you know, or, get, or and come out of the darkness and come and join us. So if you're someone on the left who has your head yeah. up your ass, if you're someone on the right, th there's still room for you to, like, lay down your mantle. But you got to come correct with this. you got to come with your hat in your hand and, and really be acknowledging, like, what the fuck that you bought into. You jumped on the Nazi bandwagon. Did you ever see any of those war movies? You know what they did in Holland? They came through and they shaved all them women's heads and cast them out their house. Sleeping with the enemy. You're so fucking, we, we ain't doing that to y'all. Because I swear to God, I almost ordered me like 50 hedge clippers and got in a Conaline van and a bunch of barbers I know who are out of work and said, let's get the fucking clipping hair. So you're lucky that's not happening. But... In the interest, when I do get the fuck over some of this, which I will never get over a lot of this, let's come together and figure out how we can get what we all need out of this. I don't want to yeah. see a government that's so far to the fucking left that people in the middle or on the right can't function. That doesn't help anyone either. Yeah. And all we ever ask about, here's the thing. The Democrats, we are always tasked with the burden to lead. The GOP sits around and wants tax breaks and golf and free prostitutes and free abortions, and they want an easy ride. They've been coasting like this for a while. The Democrats are always sacked and tasked with the burden to come up with policy and to lead. To that's fix why we, and then to lead. That's why we use more words than y'all, because all y'all do is go, nah, -uh, Jesus, abortion, and I'm done. Oh, and taxes. I forgot three things. It's too much to memorize. And then we have to set policy and worry about bridges and roads and the water you drink and the food you eat and maybe don't breathe in toxic fucking air so you can be on your yacht. You're going to be on a in your yacht and it's going to be on fire because the fucking ocean's going to be on fire, you fucking dumb tard. So that's what the Democrats do. And they are hapless, too. Yes, they do some hapless shit. I hear you, AOC. But they are always the ones who set policy and govern. That's where y'all need to understand how government works. Show me one GOP policy that's still in place that works. They don't yeah. do it. They're a death cult. So that's where you, please educate yourself about how your government works. A, you got, you're holding a phone that you're bitching up on, look shit up. Use GoDuckGo. Uh, That's what I use. DuckDuckGo. Sorry. I don't even use Google. Use DuckDuckGo. Look shit up. How does my government work? It'll give you some links. What does the Democratic Party do? Skip all the uh, editorial shit and look at, like, who's, who are your representatives? Do you know who your representatives are? Uh, it took me a long time to finally figure out who, uh, that I didn't have just, like, two or three people running my state. I had no fucking clue. I didn't even know until this last election that we didn't even have a fucking mayor in Santa Monica, that it was a council of the same nine, yeah. ten people. It's a mayor pro tem. 
He makes some pretty dumbass fucking liberal uh, decisions, by the way. So that's just the thing with me is like, yes, I'm going to celebrate. I'm happy as hell. I cried like a bitch for hours on Saturday. I think like all day Saturday was just. We were just weeping. Just crying all day. And seeing all those videos of of bi POC people and and queer people and. (sighs) And they're crying at the news, just tears of relief. And not only the, the outpouring of relief, but just the outpouring of joy. I mean, yes. across so the wonderful. world. Yeah, the they inter- rang the bells in Paris, yo. The international you know how response? hard it yeah. is to get the the Paris the French people to do anything for anything. America? No. And did you see did you see the his um you know president elect Biden's um, press conference today and his, his Zoom call? You know, it's like they're they're working. It's yeah. just I think people, oh, people bitch, like yes. to see. They want to know that our our politicians are working. Yeah, they're already work. I mean, you I know. mean, yeah. The London was had the fireworks up and Fuck everything. Yes. Chicago, DC, New wow. York, every big cities everywhere. It was just it's amazing, crazy. and I I kept seeing everyone be like, "Do you know how how much you have to suck at your job yes. for the entire world to rejoice?" At you getting fired. Yes. Like, never let yourself get to that point where if you got fired, the entire world would, would rejoice. Like, I mean, that and is... again, you know, here's the thing. Everybody's waiting for that moment for Trump to get it. He's never going to get it. He's a narcissist. You yeah. know, he's never going to get and it. And we know there are people in the White House being like, Mr. Trump, you lost. You have to concede. Like, Melania's doing it. Jared Kushner's doing it. As far as we know, these are just reports, but... I love the idea that there are people, even in his house, being like, "You lost. You have to concede." And there are and there are leaders all around the world that are congra- congratulating President-elect Biden. Which I gotta say is probably one of the best things to come out of this because I can't wait for America to like finally like not be the laughingstock of the world and to have a president that tweets insane conspiracy yeah. theories at three a.m. We actually have like a semblance of a leader. Well, and- didn't, didn't Trudeau say, "Welcome back, America"? No, that was the the mayor of Paris. Oh, the mayor of Paris. Oh, yeah. no shit. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's so, great. And and also, can I just say how great it is to say not only president elect Joe Biden, but vice president elect Kamala Harris. How awesome is that? And Black I was watching their Indian Delaware victory, victory speech, and yes. I was tearing up. Oh I was God, just I like, it. I cannot. We finally fucking did it. We finally have a president and a vice president who actually know what they're doing. We were so and scared I was, to this death. This morning, reading Biden's pandemic plan and reading who he got for the pandemic task force. This bitch is not even in office yet. And he is already putting out the work. Did you and ever even think? Seeing, even seeing Biden's um, statement on the the report about this new vaccine that is now 90% effective. He said, this is great news, but this is not a solution. We still have months before we can actually like widespread distribute this. Like, I don't know. It's just such a nice fucking change of pace. You know, what's crazy is that a 22 year old person such as yourself is readily reading the president-elect's task force, pandemic task force. Like, when I was 22, I was pretty political. But what I'm saying is, normally that's the kind of shit you do when you're like 50, 60, 70. <laughs> this guy has got us so shook. 
I know my the fourteen-year-old who who lives across the street is writing a paper on you know dissension in American history politics, like <laughs> gobbling it up. Just like I mean, this that's the silver lining is that yeah. people are feeling like they can take ownership in their government. At least the ones who are getting it right are. Uh, it's not just one thing to vote. You can participate. Like I said, intention goes a long way. Being influ- influencer, you know, you can be an influencer on YouTube all fucking day long, but you can walk around in your own life and be your own even- evangelical political person who knows their shit. And you can influence everyone around you by that. And just the fact that we were all doing the same thing today. Who's on his pandemic team? And did you see that speech today? And did you, like... After such darkness, mm-hmm. I have never appreciate, appreciated a president more than this guy. And I never thought I'd be saying that about Joe Biden. I never thought yeah. I'd be saying this. Fucking same. You listened to our podcast back in February, March. We were tearing this guy apart. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm like actually excited about being an American. Yeah. Like from going from fucking hating this goddamn country and most everyone in it to having a little bit of hope in our democratic process is life-changing honestly i have to say i've never really i never really hated america because america is like that drunk trashy fucking girlfriend that you just want to eventually just like get it you know before you od you want her to like turn the corner and become like a better person i feel like that's what america is it's a trashy teenager that's finally deciding to change her ways and we're all gonna go oh my god do you remember when America was just a falling down trashy mess? And now, you look at her. She's so yeah. successful. <laughs> She's so put together. She's using complete sentences. That's what I've been watching in my She's entire got her fucking own place life. And a car and a yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. I've been watching the the fucking dumpster fire that's been this country, but I've never hated it. I've yeah. always been like, and after every terrible election I've I've been through, like, oh my god, when Reagan won, I thought I was gonna throw myself in the fucking lake. And I was just like in a bar with a bunch of people and everybody's like, well, we could always go to Canada. They say that all the time, by the way, after terrible par- yeah. presidents are elected. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking again and I'm going to stay here and fucking fight. And I might have crashed the the beer can on my head because that's how I was then. But like I've never had that instinct of wanting to leave. I'm more like a Philly voter. You know, I'm like, oh, you want to come and help us count these Johns? Come on, bitch. I'm more like that. Yeah. I'm definitely an American when it comes to like attitude. Yes, it's a messy, toe-up place that's racist as fuck and terrible to women. And y'all got so scared that you elected a black woman of Indian descent to be vice president. That's how scared y'all were. The fact that y'all know everything about virology. That's how scared you are now. And I hope it we is, just can yeah. keep this up, you know? I, want us I to was keep this thinking up. the other day, like, as someone who is an immigrant and has never really identified with any of the American culture, I did come, like, I did have, a, like, a come-to-Jesus moment on Sunday, which is, like, like, I think this is finally the America that my parents brought me here for. Like, the, the fact that, again, even if it was only a five million difference... There was a, I think, a clear rejection or repudiation of this guy, and that to me is is more, is more makes fills me with more hope with anything, that w- that's gonna happen in this country. And speaking of silver linings, I was also thinking about this that we talked about at the beginning of this pandemic how 
even though COVID and this pandemic is terrible and we're losing people every day, it is showing the cracks in the foundation of our system and what we need to change and improve. And it's the same thing with Trump. Trump showed us how easy it is for someone as corrupt as him to wiggle his way in, into right. our into our system, into our government. That's and not terrifying. only that, but have people support him, not even in the electorate. It, people that are supposed to be working for us support him, funneling him with dark money, fueling the corruption and enabling it. It was that easy. It was, and it was I think, scary as fuck. Again, it woke people up. And now we can start making steps to make sure we never elect someone like that again. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, at least in the next four years, is that you've got to shore up all these little these cracks. I mean, we saw how what how things fall. So yeah. this scared th the fuck out next, of me. This next four years, again, has to be about fixing. I've been you know? following politics <laughs> since I was very, very young, and I've seen a bunch of crazy fuck shit in all the years. But in 2016, that scared the death out of me. I'm still shook. I can still honestly say I remember the 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 taste in my mouth on November 8th about 8:30 that night. It was like where were you during 9/11? That's I'll never forget it. And it, exactly what you said, how easily this reality con man this shitbird from Queens who's done nothing for no one except for hurt people, lie, get sued never done anything, one productive thing in his life. And they loved him. And they still love him. And Trumpism is embedded now in the American psyche. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we've got to dismantle. And I think I'll get around to trying to understand. Well, I understand the mind of Trumpers. I grew up with a, that mentality. I think it feels, like I said on the last podcast, I think it feels good to the brain to be that you don't have to do anything. You can be lazy and you can shore up a lot of your self-hate by hating someone else. It puts it off. I mean, eventually when the roar dies down and you're in your mom's basement by yourself jerking your tiny penis off, you lay there and you go, I'm alone. You know, the crowds die down. They're not doing a Klan rally every night because it's so hard to gather wood and tar to make the cross. Those things are very elaborate to make to take a lot of work if you want it to burn for hours that is so the the roar dies down and you go who am i and i think that's what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of remorse and i'm going to take some of those people seriously and want to have a talk with them and go yes working on yourself is really hard self-doubt is healthy mm -hmm. you know but you can still find a way to like care about yourself the only way that I will ever see any Trump supporter redeemed in my mind is if they show clear signs of not only remorse, but like willingness to change and work for actual lasting change. Like march with us, protest with us, donate with us, help us pass policies that will help everybody and not the, the powerful few. I feel like that is the only way I will ever get over people like that is that they finally and truly feel remorse and actually do the work in yeah. helping us take a, a real step forward. I think for me, I'm a little bit more forgiving because I know the Trump, I grew up with the Trump mentality around me. 
I think that's asking a lot of those people. Um, I know. I think you're, I think I'm, you're I'm, right I'm, to I'm ask only it. I'm asking them. Yeah. I'm asking them what they're asking of me. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right to, to ask it. it. I think for yeah. me, I'm just more of just having a realization of who this guy is. Come on. You really don't believe this guy did anything good, do you? He inherited an economy that got salvaged from the W for eight years of W. What Obama did, like yeah. him or not, trouble or not, that administration, and he didn't do it by himself, by the way, that administration pulled us out of a fucking spiral. Yeah, there's the financial yeah. crisis. And we were good and we were solid. And Trump came along and just, he deluded you guys. How many of you are really doing better than you were? How's your, how much is your health insurance cost if you have it? You know, how much is your deductible before you start paying for? What are you getting out of this, this Nazism that you've embraced? And they're not going to get rid of all the black people. And they're not going to get rid of all the brown people. And they're not going to stop illegal immigration. And they're not going to stop abortions. And they're not going to stop queerness from happening. None of this shit that he promises you is ever going to fucking happen. Yeah. Even in authoritarian places like Russia, people are still gay, black, and throwing rocks at your head. So I don't understand like why people don't Yes, the left can be very annoying. I fucking feel you. Like you'll get no argument out of me about how really annoying the left can be. But I'd rather be annoyed than be a racist. And I'd rather be put off by Megan and her little speeches on TikTok. Dan embrace authoritarian rule and fascism with death camps at the end of it, which is where Stephen Miller was headed in these next four years. Yeah, we right. Were so this is what close. I'm saying. I would rather be an annoying, pretentious leftist than someone who doesn't believe in basic human rights. And I just want to be clear with what I right. mean about like the redemption of Trump supporters or whatnot. I also don't mean that I need them to become a Democrat either. Like I, I, I mean, like I feel like two party system needs to go away entirely anyway, but. I'm not even asking them to, to become a Democrat or anything you can still be Republican and vote for democratic policies. Right. Like it's not, what we need to do is start is start rebuilding the Republican party. If we truly want to have a balanced system that actually works with each other and separate it from these, um, this association with this bigotry and hatred mm -hmm. and, and coordinating that off, as the Trumpism and extracting Trumpism out of the Republican party. That's what needs to happen. It needs to be from the ground up real change. And again, like I said in the last podcast, it starts with the Republicans already in power, calling that shit out yeah. and saying they're not going to stand for it. And what's happening now uh -oh. though, is they're tripling down on it. Lindsey Graham is saying to Trump, you know, uh, well, you stay in that. You stay in your chair, boo boo. You know you all can their test those elections. All their constituents. All of them. I mean, Mitch that's, McConnell. That's, but that's, that's who, is who elects them yeah they have all the voting power in that those districts so until somebody comes in and changes those districts i mean they're, they're going to do this without even flinching it's yeah, just no. because that's who they are we know who they are you know so the the way to get they we've got to go in there mobilize and get the vote out in those areas and get those assholes out of out of office I think it might be a good time to get some books on, um, I don't have any to hand, but I feel like if you want to help one of your Trump-loving relatives or friends, it might be a time to find a 
short book, very short book, maybe a book on tape. Pop-up. Pop-up book on cults. Um, or here's the thing. They can watch the, the Nexium cult documentaries, of which there are two. There's one on Amazon Prime, yeah. right? And then there's one on Stars. Um, you should watch those. Beca- or Showtime. Is it Stars or Showtime? Look up Nexium. Um, look up uh, Keith Ranieri. Um, you'll see why that fool got 120 years in the clink. Um, but this is what cults are. I'm not trying to be facetious. There's a breaking down. They, the first thing a cult does is play into your insecurities. And then mm-hmm. it gives you something to do. And it gives you a fears, yeah. it gives you a common enemy. Um, and it, it, it just goes through all the tenets of this. And so watching this Trumpism, because I've seen why people like join the Klan. Good God fearing people that I were friends with my family were in the Klan. And then I found out later my father was in the Klan. Not a evil guy. He didn't have any horns, didn't have any hooves, but you know. He just didn't believe that black people had any rights or were human or whatever. But then when I pressed him on it later, he goes, well, you know, we're not all bad. Do you know what I mean? It's that creeping mentality. And, of course, my dad was a big guy to sit down and talk about his feelings. But I wonder, like, how do you feel about yourself? Because they gave you a hat. They gave you mantras. They gave you the daily list of things to hate and to say. So you had a script written for you every day of your life. You had acceptance and built-in parties, and you had a place where you could go to feel warm, and that hate is a, it bathes your brain in a certain kind of chemical. That endorphin, that hate. But when it all recedes, and it all, if you have to keep that drug up, when that drug recedes, it's a horrible crash. I mean, coming out of a cult is tantamount of like kicking morphine. Yeah. It's not sustainable. So maybe maybe for the Christmas list this year, if anybody can recommend any books on, like people who kicked the Third Reich and how they dealt with it, or you know, because that's what's going to happen to these fools. Yeah, when when there's no rah rah, when there's nothing to you know, when you're just alone in your house with your thoughts, and no one real is talking to you anymore, nobody who really gives a fuck or who's got a good heart is your friend anymore. They gotta sort it out. It's okay. And you can do it. You can unnazi yourself. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can change your beliefs. It's possible. I guess the 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 only thing I have left to say is, you know, my my celebratory mood, you know, it's gonna go for these next seventy two days. January twenty first, I'm gonna be like, Okay, Biden and Kamala, where y'all at? What are you gonna do in your first hundred days? Like, what do we need to keep an eye out? Because speaking of cults, I don't think we are one and we actually don't idolize our politicians no. and we want and we can criticize them. Fuck yeah. We have that capability. Every fucking and day. And I will be criticizing them openly and vocally if I feel like what they're doing is either not what they promised yeah. or I don't believe is right or the right way to do things. And that's being an American citizen. No matter what party it is, you should be critic because, again, they're supposed to be serving us. They should be listening to us. People's we house. We put them there. You're a servant. We, yeah. we pay them their salary. We and have it's so a easy. You this, can write emails economy. these days. You can text at your president. You can text at your VP. You can call their, there's hotlines and numbers and offices. And I did it on a regular basis. I don't, think, I don't know if you know that there's phone lines into the White House. I've been calling for years 
I've gotten letters back. I've gotten responses back. Be polite. Don't be threatening. Don't end up on a fucking list. Don't be insane. But I've called yeah. up and said I'm disappointed in the policy that you set and give them a story why. And I've gotten letters from presidents in the past. Well, it's probably a staffer, but they heard you. You know all this stuff that you're just shouting into the, the toilet of Twitter? You can actually say that to the yeah. president if you use the right tone of voice and go, I'm very deeply in- interested in or dissatisfied with blah, 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 blah. And you might get a real response. You also may change someone's mind, either on the staff or the actual president or vice president's mind or your representative or your congressman or your assemblyman. If yeah. you step to people correctly and say, hey, this is really making this is why I don't like black people. Here's a real world example. And rather than walking up on somebody like this Korean guy did to the black YouTuber and, and calling him the N word, why don't you come over and go, I just want to sit down and have a conversation with you for a second. I'm really afraid of you people. And here's why. You know? Is that what you're after? Or are you just after just bathing your yeah. brain in that drug? Yeah. Exactly. Like it, what you weren't getting enough Fox News came off the air. Yeah. You didn't pay your cable bill, so you wandered into this street to attack a black person to bathe your brain in that hate drug. Is that what that's about? I think we just need to start hitting this stuff head on and go, "Why the fuck are you saying this crazy shit? What's in Derek Chauvin's heart that he needed to kneel? He knew he was murdering that man for eight minutes and thirty six seconds. What's in your fucking heart? You know you're killing him. You can feel him dying underneath your knee." And you know you're going to get away with it. But what starts that? Why have we been doing this since 1619? Well, that's recorded history. We don't know. We've been slaves since people have been on the planet. That's what I want to understand. Why do you hate women? Why can't you just be nice and kind and polite? You'll get a mate in this world or a bunch of friends in this world. You'll surround yourself with more positive things. If you understand yourself, make a list of what you want to see in a president or another person or a friend and then become it. Then you'll draw goodness with that intent. You'll draw kindness to yourself. I mean, I was raised by wolves, but I figured this out. You can figure this out too. I am going to celebrate every single benchmark uh, that goes right with the Biden-Harris uh, administration. I'm also going to be very critical, um, as I have been, with who's making policy decisions. I want to be more vocal than I ever have been. Um, and I'm going to be keeping my eye on 2024 because I think more shit is coming, and it's going to yeah. rain acid fucking rain. It would, and, you know, keep up with uh, what's going to happen in 2022 because that's midterms. I can do both. I can do all of those. I can do midterms. I can celebrate. I can clickety-clack. You know, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. So I can be wary of what's coming and stay educated, but I can also dance in the damn street that we have somebody reasonable who's in charge of shit. I mean, this Pfizer drug, I'm excited about this vaccine. They're not rushing it out. Pfizer explained why they wouldn't cut a deal with this administration because they didn't want to politicize uh, the vaccine. And so they pulled out of it. You know, this is a German company going, we did not want this to get political, so we backed out. I'm like, (laughs) what world we live in when the Germans are like, yeah, it's a little too hot for us, man. We're out. We already did this once. (laughs) We Uh, did this once. Didn't work out. We ain't doing that again, y'all. I don't know if you got history books in your office, but nah. So... We're, we're going to start finding out a lot of other reasons why, too. Yeah. 
And I'll bet you a million dollars, no matter how many egregious things we find out that Trump did and his cronies did, there'll still be a bunch of people who don't care. Yep. And you have to ask yourself, why don't you care? Well, hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll get the news in, in, from the inside of a jail cell. Yeah. I'm manifesting yeah. it. I'm manifesting it. January yeah. 21st. Please tell yeah. me he's going to jail for something. I, know. Got I can't Southern wait until District Twitter New York. deactivates his account. Yeah. Now that he won't be the president, they have no reason not to. Why was anybody following Trump on Twitter? I mean, I know he bought like 85% of his followers, but like, why was anybody following this fool on Twitter? Who knows? I never followed him. I don't. Somebody's unfollowed Trump today. I'm like, why was you following him in the first place? <laughs> why were you following him in the first place? Yeah. It. Uh, ne- yeah. The next 72 days, I'm excited to see what the cabinet's going to look like. I'm. Like, I'm interested to see if there will be any sort of concession speech. If there will be a concession speech, it'll probably be the first one in history that's filled with lies and bogus shit that we've been accustomed to for the past four years. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm actually like trying to like. The other night, I was like, DC is three hours from here. I could go to the inauguration if I wanted to. You could. And I'm like seriously considering it. I think I actually want to go to this thing. I mean, you miss Broadway. Yeah. That, that yeah. You might as well go to DC. To the next best thing. Have you ever been to the district <laughs> before? Have you ever been there? I, I was there briefly. I've been to DC before, but very briefly. Yeah. I love yeah. D.C. I lived there for a, a, a minute, and I quite loved the place. You have to be a political animal, I think, to really uh, appreciate and enjoy it, um, which I was and I did. But then I was also like, I need to get the fuck up out of here. Uh, a lot of khaki. Way too much khaki for me. Um, but uh, Wear your mask and keep your, your distance. Yes, keep your dis- distance. Don't let people, like, even if you do see a cute boy, don't let him, like, pull your mask down and, like, give you a, a, a kiss. <laughs> Duh, you know. yeah. Keep your priorities straight. Even if it's a, you know, a Schitt's Creek homage and, you know, kiss. Just go, no, no. I need to know more about you. I think it would be great <laughs> for you to go. I, I think if I lived close, I'd be tempted to as well. Um, would you stay overnight? Would you, like, get a place like a Bethesda or? Probably not. I mean, the inauguration's usually in late morning. I could probably do It's only a three-hour drive. I could just do it in a day. Would you take, like, Lindsay with you or somebody? Six hours, though. I would probably, I would probably, yeah, but I, it's three hours to me after like doing four years of eight hour drives between yeah, Virginia and West Virginia. It's, it's nothing, nothing now. Yeah. I want, I think Sophia said she wanted to go too. So we'd probably be going together or something. The Maggle Hayes siblings yeah. going. That's like Rose. Uh, that's Alexis and David going to. Exactly. To exactly. <laughs> I did. I, I sent that, that article about the Pfizer vaccine to Harley and Lindsay. And I said, the moment. This vaccine is out. We're going to see Hades Town. I don't care how expensive the tickets are. That's right. We're going to see that we missed out. We owe it to ourselves. We'll make the time to do it. So I am very optimistic about what this country is going to go through the next. Optimistic and a little yeah. scared, but optimistic. I have to say, and again, I'm not trying to shame you for what you said at all. I am uh, a, a hapless um, American born on this soil brought here um, recklessly and haphazardly by pirates and smugglers who ended up owning slaves and and joined the clan and did some pretty egregious shit. And I've dedicated my entire life into trying to make my country better. It's never been great. And trying to make it at least functioning. 
Make America Function Again has been my logo since I understood what politics meant at the age of like 10 or 11 after I got in trouble for writing a paper about Martin Luther King in a deeply racist um, social studies class run by a raging racist woman who told us to cut the pages out of the book. Um, since that moment up until now, I've, I've wanted to make my country functional and, and to be functional for for most everybody, except for racists and rapists, you guys can choke. But I really want this country to be better than it is, and I do care. I get very deeply invested in the politics because they have real consequences, because right. people can be put in cages. Uh, they can be told who they can't marry. They can be cut off from resources. They can be cut off from their job. There's no true, true black wealth in our country. There's been no real reparations. We haven't even made the step to make the Klan an official terrorist organization or the Proud Boys or the Boogaloo Boys or any of those things. So, And I don't have a long like enemies list. I would just like for everybody to function. You can disagree. You know, you can be all, all kinds of shit. You can do whatever you need to do as long as you're not hurting anybody. But I need us to function. And right now, and for the longest time, this has been a game that has been rigged. It was rigged against the Native Americans. It's been rigged against black and brown and women forever. So I'd just like to see it function. Yeah. It's all I want. And I'm not going to do that in Canada. I'm not moving to France. I'm not moving anywhere else. My redneck, half-baked, fucked-up ancestry dot com ass is going to stay here and uh, do as much as I can before I, I, I pass off this mortal coil. So, yeah. Any last thoughts, Ian? No, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I, I feel like like a lot of people in the country is collective weight just off of our shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a phenomenon I can't even begin to describe, but. You know, I think the the takeaway is that, you know, there are a lot more people involved. And we have to get a lot more people involved to, to make things really change. Because once you have the numbers, then you can start changing, you know, perception and society and get that ship turning. And then you can get some of these very progressive things done. But you have to make sure that every everyone comes along, you know. Yeah. And that's uh, agreed. That's that's what politics is all about, right? Agreed. Well said. Well smart agreed. people get smart people involved, you know. Fuck yeah. Get and smart a couple of involved. and a couple of dumb ones to come in the room occasionally and go, "Do what now?" <laughs> Just so you have to explain it to regular ass people. Not everybody needs to be a fucking PhD in something. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm all for a person like me sitting in the room, like just going, I don't understand really what all y'all said. Can y'all just run it past me again? Can you make a TikTok about it or something? Or a, <laughs> is there talking points or is there an app or some shit? Because I don't want to il- sit illustrations here. Illustrations. Right. Any I don't want to. I don't need to fucking <laughs> always need like read like, you know, 500 pages of some bullshit. And I know y'all set it up that way, but like I need somebody to like break it down. Well, that's the that's one of the good things that I, I hear about, you know, um, president-elect joe biden's personality is that he has that even though even though you're wrong he's like come on now you know better than that yeah and 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 
it makes you want to be a better person. And also, I think he can change his so. mind. I've seen Joe like royally fuck up in the past and do some pretty stupid, oh, yeah. shitty things. And um, I wasn't a big fan of this dude for the longest time. And now I'm just going to see what he what he is. But and yes, I will be honest. In comparison to Trump, I wept. I wept on Saturday, eight twenty in the morning. I look up and I see that yeah. MSNBC's calling it, and I wanted to get outside. I, if we had if we had church bells to ring, I would have wrung those motherfuckers until my hands bled. I think I heard people honking. You and were walking I the was dog, walking. yeah, and I was just uh, hollering at everybody. I, I stuck yeah. my head out the front door and just went woo to no one in particular. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to celebrate this because I'm celebrating the fact that. We fought. It was a hard one fought, and it y'all was. are still saying it's not true or whatever. But you got to know what time it is. Take yeah. the L. We took the L in 2016, and let's all learn from this and let's all evolve on. But I am going to dance and dance and enjoy myself, and it I was hope a you all long do too. struggle. Fuck yeah! And well, just imagine know, being black though. Exactly, and we just this was just four years. So that try to just put in mind what work needs to be right. done. I mean, put that just think. I about was it. never in any danger, not once, not one time <laughs> as a white woman, not one time was I ever in any fucking danger ever. And if I felt this shook, this fearful, and this pressed and stressed out. And having nightmares, I could only imagine what it's like being a black person, brown person, in this country. There's still, you know, there, there's still so much work. But the cool thing is, is that there's so many more people involved. So many hands make little work. That's a good point. Mm. You get more people involved. Take, take the tenants that Stacey Abrams is teaching there in Georgia. You know, bring that to Kentucky and fucking, you know, uh, Beto O'Rourke's doing that in Texas. And if none of that works for you, Dave Chappelle's, uh, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's given he's inward given, lessons he's right now. Lessons, if you, yeah. If you want to know what it feels like to lose, I'm going to let you take us on out of here, Andre. That's about all I need to say. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say one last thing that, um, Joe Biden also made history in his victory speech on Saturday in that he was the first president-elect to mention the words gay and transgender in his victory speech. And I think, I literally gasped out loud when he said those words. And I think that is a huge fucking deal. Yes, it is. And the the gravity of that, especially with the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett and the the perilous state of the marriage equality act i think that was a giant giant thing to say and yeah i'm behind this guy but i'm also going to criticize him yeah but that was a big big fucking deal i think yes it was thank you for bringing um, that up i'd almost skipped over that yeah um yeah we're gonna get on out of here i don't know when our next episode will be or what it'll be about but you know, is it going to be the final one or are we going to do one more on Bitey we'll or are we see. just going to let it roll? We're going to see. We'll we'll let it roll. We'll see. You know, I mean, these past two episodes were not planned at all. So, you know, or any um, of them ever. <laughs> that's true. That's well, true. we are <laughs> winding down. Just so, we if you didn't listen anything? to the last episode, I don't know who listens to presidential election part two and not part one first. But anyway, if you did it backwards, like I watched the Marvel Universe movies. Um, you know, uh, welcome. You're you're uh you're in good company. Uh we are going to be uh 
bringing Ashland podcast to a close at the end of this year. And we'll have a, a farewell podcast to do that with. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if that's going to be the next one. We don't know if this is the Abbey or the Martini or what. But um, It's the Abbey, and then we can do our final one of the year. There we go. And uh, and then we'll come back. We're dreaming up something right now. We're in the lab kind of cooking up some things that we want to do, as, as Andrea said, something more produced, uh, something uh, probably very story-heavy uh, uh, if I get my way. Um, <laughs> so I feel like... Uh, we're definitely not going to break up the bands, but uh, we're going to we're going to put uh, Ashlyn to rest uh, eventually. It sounds like I'm taking you behind the barn to shoot it in the head, but um, <laughs> we're going to leave the podcast up. <laughs> like Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> you start in 2021 with fresh horses with a new idea, and we don't really know what that is right now. So we'd love to be able to have that yeah. seamlessly go on, but you know, it might be nice to just take a take a beat and see. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's it for us tonight. Just know that we love you. Drink plenty of water. Get plenty of rest. I don't know about you, but these last couple of nights rests have been immaculate. Um, and I hope the same can be said for you. But yeah, we'll see you next time, guys. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>